Welcome back to Pivot, everybody. Welcome back to the Pivot Podcast. We are at season two, episode 18, the one where Dr. Drake Ramore dies. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a big one. I like this one. I, I had fun uh, watching and researching this one. Yeah, this one's fun. There's there's a lot of different elements to this one that I think are really cool. So this is going to be mm-hmm. this is going to be a good, good time. Um, content plate update. I think you and I will both be adding the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> Yes. Starting tomorrow. Yes. Which I'm so excited. I've been waiting and waiting for them to come back. And I didn't realize it was so soon. I didn't either. I was looking at it recently and I was like, when are they coming back? So yeah, very excited. I did also just see that sex education just released their newest season. Oh, I've heard about that show. Also don't think it's the show for me. I think you might actually like it. It's quippy. It's like it's British. British. I, I, it feels too Gen Z for me. Oh, I could see that. Did you ever watch Ginny and Georgia? No. Okay. That feels very Gen Z to me. And I would equate it to a British Ginny and Georgia. I just don't think it's for me. Yeah. Now that I'm saying that, I'm like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. I feel like sex lives of college girls was a, was a big, that was a push and I enjoyed it. I just haven't finished it that's okay but you watched it and i was i was proud of you so side note i was i was excited to tell you so i mean not excited to tell you so graham is um has like a little cold this week oh and i love him so much let me just preface this with that i love him so much he is my best friend in the world i love where this is going he is my best friend in the world i love this man so much he is so cute i want to squeeze his face every day (laughs) i love him but the way that men act when they are sick (laughs) i looked at him last night and i go thank god men cannot get pregnant Right. Could because, you imagine? Because it would never stop. It, it would never stop. They could not handle it. And he knows this. He's very, he's like, I know. I'm like, well, thank he's God. He's very aware. He's like, I know. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, you guys do so much. Like, the men could never. And we know that. And I was like, that just proves, like, we are the superior sex. Oh, absolutely. Like, a hundred percent. And it's just, like, for fuck's sakes. Like, <laughs> the man I love flew. him so much, but you got a cold. You're fine. You're not dying. Nope. <laughs> you you will live. I We had an appointment today, and I was like, do you want me to drive us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Granted, oh. we went to Jason's Deli and you know how they have free ice cream there? <laughs> yes. Paul loves that for I the free ice cream. The free ice cream. So Graham, he's like, I'll drive us home so you can eat your ice cream. I was like, thank you. See, Aww. I love him so much. Also, what the fuck is wrong with men? Why do they get a cold and act like they have like leukemia? Okay. Good example of this. I don't know if I've said this recently. I think we may have talked about this. I, I have a gluten allergy. You mm. have celiac. So we mm. know the issues with gluten. I had a cookie because I couldn't resist it. And it was in our house, which is why we don't keep that shit in our house. So I had a cookie on a Monday. 
on a Wednesday, I felt super ill and I thought it was all from eating gluten and I was punishing myself like, oh, this is all your fault, Natalie. Mm-hmm. No, I had the fucking flu. You did? I had the flu. I was asking, I was like, this is, are you sure it's not something more like you food poisoning? Yep. That's I, oh, so flu. I found out that my brother-in-law also had it that week and we think we got it at my daughter's birthday party. And so I got the flu and I am powering through while having the flu. Also, I'm really glad I didn't get sick. Yes. Also, <laughs> I know. I was like, God. But I think by the time I saw you, I was like over yeah. the hump. You weren't like you had. It was like through the weekend. Yeah. I was like, I had body you know chills on people bringing work sickness. Yes. When you don't say anything. Yeah. Like that's rude. So it was like, I had the body aches. I had the chills. I must have had a fever, but I never checked. Mm-hmm. And I had stomach issues. I also felt nauseous. I did throw up. <laughs> I thought that was from a cookie. <laughs> and I thought it was from a cookie. And I had so much guilt, you guys. And and so I power through. I'm parenting. I have to pick my because kid up. Because you have to. Otherwise, the world would stop. But when my husband got sick two days later, he was in bed. And <laughs> I was like, can I get you anything? What do you need? Like, And so I took everything else off of his hands. But when I'm sick, whether or not it's my fault, that does not happen. No. Just saying. No. Just saying. It's just like, it's almost like you just forget how bad the man sickness can be until the man sickness hits. And you're like, oh, this again. I forgot. Yeah. It's, it isn't it. What is it? Is it because they were coddled by their moms? Is it because they just can't tolerate it? Is it like because everything? I think it's because women are much more. I mean, we are the superior set. Yeah, I think that that's it. I, I think that we just are like, you know what? I got to do this. And you just. The noises. Oh. The noise. Like <laughs> the groans. The groans. The noises. The. Oh. Like, dude, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to take a nap today. Okay. Mm. Go take a nap today. I'm only growing a human, yes. but you go take a nap today, please. <laughs> once you, once you get pregnant or have a baby, then, then it really hits harder because I feel like you know that you're doing like, you're literally not suffering, but dealing with some sort of discomfort every single day. Almost. My hip has felt like it's going to explode for four, for two months. Yep. Yep. My daughter sat on one of my nerves on my back to where I had shooting pains down my left leg for a few weeks, but I soldiered on. I went to work every day. Right. Like (laughs) it's just, we are the superior sex. It is the superior sex. Do not argue with us about this. And I think, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to tie this back into what we were talking about last week. This is why Rome fell is because we are the superior sex. If women were running Rome, Rome would be the entire world right now we might be speaking latin right now oh god you know it could have possible just saying so speaking of superior women oh yes alexa young alexa young a writer she's one of our writers michael bart borkow alexa young is my favorite writer i same by far i don't think that there has been an episode that i have not liked from her yep yep and then our director is still Michael Lembeck. He's got a good it's little like three run. Three episodes in a row. I know. I think that's kind of interesting. 
that now we're seeing a little bit of a pattern of they're not having different directors pretty consistently. We've seen a lot of James mm-hmm. Burroughs and then Michael Lembeck. It's it's kind of interesting. I wonder if we'll see it really shortened down to only a few directors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and then our original air date is March 21st, 1996. All right. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So the storyline that comes from the title um, is Joey. Joey. So Joey is thriving on Days of Our Lives. He does an interview in Soap Opera Digest where he admits to sometimes writing his own lines. He just tweaks them a little bit, you know. You know. But he says he writes his own lines. <laughs> the writers of the show take offense to this and then kill him off the show by him falling down elevator shaft. And after watching Joey's death on the show, all his friends go over to console him. Poor Joey. It lasted very short. I feel like this is also kind of timely for where we're at right now in the writer's strike. <laughs> Yes. Right. (laughs) Okay. So my question is though, and I fully support the writers, but like, I don't think that the writers would have actually that much power to kill off a character just on a whim. I don't think so Because of like contracts and all that shit. Like that's not actually how it happened. Like you can't just kill off a character because they said something you don't like. Like they have contracts. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that it would also be up to production and like, the producers and the director. Like, I don't think that they have Mm -hmm. the overall Mm -hmm. standing, but still funny. I was listening to the daily this morning and they kind of did like a a quick little recap on just like what the writers got. Interesting. And they're in, in like what they think they got. Um, Did they end the strike? I I'm not up to date. Yes. So they, the writers specifically, not the actors. Mm. So the writers came to an agreement with the studios um, and networks. And so I think they're going to do a vote on Monday and it's expected to, to pass with what they agreed on. But it's basically like they want to get paid more money Mm -hmm. for like they should, as they should, because shows that stream do well on streamers, they don't get any incentive. So I think Mm -mm. they're going to be more, more compensated for that. And then um, a big thing was not allowing scripts written by AI Yep. Which is huge. That is and a there big was, deal. There was one more that I can't really remember, but those were the two biggies. Mm-hmm. So I think those were, and, and they, they came away very successful. Good. Like they were talking about how like the last writer's strike, it was very much like a push pull kind of from both sides, like not, mm. not one side won, but this side, the writers won. Yeah. Th- th- they should. It was interesting. They also talked about how like it could affect the, co- the, the budget you know, is not going to change. So it'll just affect how much content is coming out. So they're, you know, bigger budgets for lesser number of shows, which honestly I don't think is a bad thing. There's too much shitty content out there. Yes. We don't need it. We're getting to that point where I feel like it's just like this overabundance of content because content sells and you're Mm -hmm. just like push, 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 push. And it's like, no, I would much rather have thoughtful content. Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that that pendulum swings back now that you're saying that that'd be nice. And so now they have to go to this, the actors. And it's interesting because the writers and actors haven't been striking together for like four decades. I think he said, wow. So it'll be interesting, but they still have to strike a deal. So it's not like they're immediately going to be able to go back to work. Cause like, yeah. There's still a lot yeah. to be still a lot to be done and said and signed. And it'll be interesting to see where the industry goes from here. It will. I think that this has probably been the biggest changing industry is it's huge. Entertainment. 
especially within the last 10 years. Um, side note, I forgot to tell you my other favorite. I saw my other favorite show is coming back. Ooh. Do you remember I told you about the traders? No. Yeah. It's like that reality show where they're all in like a Scotland castle and they, did I not tell you about this? No. It's so good. You have to binge. I binged it in like two days. The traders. The traders. What's it on? I think it's on, it's on Peacock. Okay. So they have a group of like, they're all from reality TV. Like there was some Bravo celebrities. There was a bachelor. There was some survivor people. There was some big brother people. And then there were normies. So they have celebrities and normies and they're all mixed in a group. And so the first episode, this guy goes through and he picks three people to be traitors. And it's kind of like a a glorified game of mafia. Have you ever played mafia? Oh yeah. I love mafia. So it's basically like that. And so the, the non-traders have to figure out who the traders are by the end of the show. Otherwise the traders win all the money. Is this like celebrity mole? Remember the mole? You could say, I think it's better. better. Interesting. You, it's like, it's so, it's also corny, which is like not my style, but it's, right. it's very like the, the host and stuff. He really plays into the like Scottish castle element. And like, <laughs> sometimes there are just like, okay, dude, we got to move on. But it's, it's so good. Okay. I love it. All right. I'm going to check it out. That That's sounds coming back. totally up my alley. Brandy Glanville from my housewives of Beverly Hills <gasps> was on it. She was excellent. Was she? She was really good at the game. They actually kicked her off because they thought she was a traitor and she wasn't. And then Kyle Cook was on it from uh, oh. Summer House. Uh-huh. He was really good. Um, and then w- the woman, oh, I won't tell you what happened. Okay. Okay. I was about to spoil the whole season <laughs> for you. <laughs> Wouldn't have watched it. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man. Well, on to Chandler. Wait, do you want to talk about cuz you love bloopers? Oh my gosh. Okay, yes. Do you want to talk about Joey's blooper on this yes. episode? It's so funny. Okay, you guys, I have like a few bloopers that are my favorites that I remember forever and this is one of them. So, Joey runs into the coffee house and he's telling Phoebe, "Phoebe, check it out, check it out, check it out." And he's got soap opera digest, right? So, this blooper, he does like two or three times. But the reason is because when he runs in the first time is he trips and falls over the step and his feet go up and you can see his feet fall up. Yeah. So one of the things in the blooper that's the funniest thing to me is that Marta Kaufman, one of the showrunners, is laughing so hard. She's like on the, over to her. She's on the floor and she can't stop laughing. It is so funny. So then. They try again, but the thing is, is that Matt LeBlanc looks down because he's trying not to trip. And so the whole audience sees it. They like have to redo it. Redo it. And then he does it for a third time and the chair falls over and have to redo it again. Fourth time, he gets it down and here comes Matthew Perry, comes in with the, you know, comedic relief and like falls on him just to make a joke of it all. It's a good blooper. Highly recommend to go so good out. So good. There's a there's another blooper in here. There, there there's is. a couple actually in this episode. If you do like a good Google search on you Google search on YouTube, if you do a Google search or you look for the YouTube videos of just like season two bloopers, most of the bloopers are from this episode. Really? <laughs> yes. I don't know what it is, oh. but this episode has them. So I like it. Yes. Really, really. Speaking good. of Chandler, mm. so the more that Chandler lives with creepy Eddie. The more he's starting to realize that Eddie is nuts. He realizes this after an afternoon of bonding over stories about their exes, but Eddie takes it like way too far and gets creepy. Oh my God, that laugh. Yeah. 
I don't know if I can. His laugh. Don't do it. It's really. It's, it's so it's creepy. Bad. I don't know. Later, the ex, Eddie, talks about stops by the apartment with a fish tank. After she leaves, Eddie accuses Chandler of sleeping with her and killing his fish, and he won't believe anything otherwise. <laughs> because, Phoebe, after you sleep with someone, you, you have, have to, to kill, kill a fish. fish. Eddie proceeds to torture Chandler by stealing insoles out of his shoes, but then the <laughs> next day, he seems completely fine, makes pecan sandies, and puts goldfish cracker in the fish tank. Dude, holy crap. I would have been terrified. The... The way I've flipped on this Eddie, like at last episode, I was like, oh, he kind of sucks. But now it's like, now that the crazy has come out, I love it. Yes. He's so funny. Yes. I think that, I think it's because I knew the crazy was coming. This is unbelievable. <laughs> and he slaps his head. Oh my God. I, I really liked I was like, man, this is funny. Yeah. He could give Chandler a run for his money on the show. Yeah. I, I like him a lot. Because he can really do the deadpan, like serious, like dry. Mm-hmm comedy but then like the physical comedy the like change of energy like he's hilarious yeah i really like him did you know the capital of cambodia is phnom Penh. phnom pen you say it phnom you say it phnom I've, yes i've been there actually it's beautiful i love cambodia okay, that's what i was wondering um we're bringing this up because they talk about it on the storyline yeah 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 exactly <laughs> it didn't just fall into my head yeah i did know that we have been there. Phnom Penh is beautiful. Um, Phnom Penh. So Phnom Penh is um, is the capital. And then I have been to, God, the city it is where Angkor Wat is. It's north of Phnom Penh. But Phnom Penh is actually where they have the killing fields from uh, Pol Pot. The regime in... Oh, Highly recommend if you like history, look up the Pol Pot regime is actually pretty brutal. It actually sounds pretty familiar now that I think about it. He was a dictator. It's, it's pretty, it was pretty awful um but I, the city itself is just gorgeous the people are great the food is amazing mm -hmm. there's actually sounds so stupid but this is so on brand for me um when we were traveling around asia i love hot sauce i've always loved hot sauce yeah and so i made it a point to try like all the different hot sauces i could and in Cambodia, this is the only place I saw this hot sauce. It's called Golden Mountain. I still remember the label to this day. I cannot find it anywhere. I can't find it online. And it is the best hot sauce I've ever had. If, what does it taste like? Like, because you know how Tabasco is super vinegary. Yep. Cholula is a little bit better, a little more full bodied. What do you like? Have you ever had that yellow bird hot sauce? It's a little Ooh. more like gel. So if Sriracha and Cholula had okay. a baby is I like that because Sriracha can be too sweet for me sometimes yep so it's a little it's a little sweet but it's got like this heat kick and then a little citrusy with mm -hmm. it it's a red sauce it's just you know it looks like a Sriracha bottle almost but I'm curious would anybody actually ever pick Tabasco over Cholula like you have to be a psycho to do that I think that that's a psychopath test that's a that's a psychopath test Tabasco is way Disgusting. too watery. It's way too watery for me too. Although I get um, so offended when they're like, we don't have Cholula, but we have Tabasco. I'm like, seriously, are you even a breakfast place? Right. The smoky one though, that one I like. Oh, because it's a little fuller. It's not so thin. Exactly. And it's like a smoky flavor. I love that. Yeah. So yes. Anyways, okay. rabbit hole. Highly recommend. If you're thinking of going to Cambodia, I also highly recommend. It's far, but it's worth it. Um... The only other thing of this is like, this was the first time that I realized that Chandler's middle finger was like shorter. I am so glad that you caught that. I did not catch that. And I forgot that about him. Mm -hmm. He mentions it in his memoir, but yeah, he shut it in a door when he was three. And I remember mm -hmm. watching the series being like, huh, oh, he's got a funny hand. I, 
never even thought never about noticed. it. Now I'm going to pay attention to everything he does. Okay, next one. My favorite storyline. Yes. I put Phoebe in here because she's part of it, you know. But yeah. Phoebe, Monica, Rachel, and oh yeah, Ross. Mm-hmm. God forbid we forget Ross. God forbid. <laughs> You'd throw a fit. So... Monica, Richard, Ross, and Rachel all end up staying the apartment, uh, staying at the apartment that night. Mm-hmm. There's before they leave the coffee shop and they're all leaving. Phoebe has an awkward speech about how many guys Monica has been with, but Richard is the best one. Richard then probes Monica about what her body count is because there was a lot, according to Phoebe, a lot. Um, awkward. Like I, I was kind of mad at Phoebe. I was like, you're kind of calling out your friend there. Oh, she blew up her spot for sure. Totally. She totally blew up her spot. That's when I, I love how Rachel's like, Phoebe's dead. <laughs> yes. Okay. Rachel's colorful striped blazer. Yeah. It's so, it's so cool. Like you would see that at first and you would be like, huh, it could be so bad, but it's like not. No, it's perfect on her. And it's that, perfect. so you remember how I was saying that one neckline, that's the shirt is like, it's mm. not a true V neck, but it's kind of got like a little bit of an angle and it, it just looks so good on that's Rachel. Good on her. So Monica and Richard, there's, it, it's the convo sparks like, so Richard is probing Monica about right. what her her body count is. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say it's an argument, just more like an inquisitive, like he's he's being cheeky about it, but he like he really wants to know. Totally. This convo sparks an argument between Ross and Rachel about their body counts. Rachel, because Rachel mentions that sex with Paolo was meaningless animal sex. Okay. I have so many issues with this. Now, I don't think Ross has any leg to stand on. Wait, let's finish up the story. Okay. So during their, during back to Monica and Richard, during their convo, Richard admits that he's in love with Monica because he's only slept with women that he loves with. Mm. Monica admits that she loves him too, which is great. Aww. Then Ross and Rachel end up making up because he tries to like compete with Paolo. He's like, okay, fine. Like Paolo's animal, Rachel's like, this is the best I've ever had. Like you're great. Blah, blah, blah. She diffuses it really well. Yeah. So after making up, Rachel and Monica, then both of them find themselves needing a condom, but there's only one left. They play rock, paper, scissors. Monica loses. Rachel and Ross get to have sex. Yes. Poor Richard. (laughs) Speaking of Richard, his body count is two. So is Ross. Yes. Rachel is five, which is not bad. No. Ross has actually been with three though. Carol, Julie, Rachel. (gasps) Continuity issue. Mm -hmm. Wow. So Ross. Yeah, because what does he say? You know all both of them, but he's in. He infers that it's her. Ooh, come on now. Yeah, I was watching this with Graham, and he was like, "Ross is so annoying." He's like, "What is wrong with Ross?" Because like he is so insecure and frustrating. That's that. That's it. Is is the insecurity is such an ick factor to me mm-hmm. that it it's so annoying. Like I I love how he takes the initiative and he's like until now and like that's a sexy scene. Like that's that's hot for him to like take the initiative and do that, right? But up until then, he's really insecure and But it's also such a turn off. Like who in their right mind would actually want to have a sex with per- with a person like Ross after ha- having that fit like it, I, and I've been in that situation with like past relationships when you're like trying to get through to this person but they're just infuriating and they're so fucking insecure and you're like get over yourself we're both we're all adults like mm-hmm. it's so hard yeah I think it's a major turnoff to just 
to feel like you constantly have to cater to somebody else's insecurity. It's like, nah, it's that's pathetic. We're done. And Rachel again shows her excellence at relationships because she diffuses him. Yes. But it's like she, she has to work really hard, way too hard in way my too opinion, hard. in my opinion. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's dumb. So I don't think he's got a leg to stand on to even be mad that she, I don't even see why animal sex upsets him. Like, I mean, it sounds bad. (laughs) Guess it sounds bad, but it's also like you can't just like close yourself off and go play with the lamp and like be a child while Rachel's trying trying to have a conversation with you. Right. Like that whole physical scene too. I'm glad you said that. I was just like, it's so uncomfortable. Like he's just turning the lamp on and off and I'm just like, what What are you doing? Yeah. Child. Ugh. child. I love though how the tables turn because like originally Monica's in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. But then it brings her and Richard even closer. Like, yep. and their their like conversation is a very much grown up conversation. You can tell they're both a little uncomfortable, but you know it's good. And then it, I just love how it sparks a fight between Ross and Rachel. Yeah, like just total mess. But then Ross and Rachel are the ones that get to have sex. I was so mad. I was so mad. Ra- Ross and Rachel do not deserve to get to have sex in this moment. Monica clearly deserves to have that have that right like she I, and Richard just told each other they love each other yes like and what? she told her like essentially her best friend and she's like I'm so excited for you like yeah you're probably gonna go have good makeup sex but this is a big deal like have some self-awareness Rachel and I've always through watching this show I've always thought I'm like they should not be giving have sex no and it's funny how they turn it on his head of Richard like Monica's like, well, they get to do it tonight. We can do it tomorrow. And he's like, if you could show me the schedule in advance. I love that. I will say too, I do like that this demonstrates women having the say and are taking yeah. their control. Like they're the ones who have the condoms and they're the ones that are like, nope, we're not going to do it if we don't have one. Right. And he's respectful of that. And I really like that. Yeah. So, but still, come on, writers. You're really not going to let Monica have sex that night. Poor Monica. She'll get to do it the next night. She's fine. <sighs> um, there's a moment where Ross comes out of the bedroom and he makes like that like snarling sound. Yeah. I have always found that to be so funny. It is really funny. It's it's a really funny dynamic because you've got the girls in the bathroom arguing about like who gets to have sex that night. Yeah. And then you've got the the guys outside making like awkward small talk. Like, it's just a funny, like, it's a really good, funny dynamic, really good writing and really good directing, you know, mm-hmm. between the two. I liked it. I love the the physical part of it, I think is funny. Um, have you had the body count talk with your partner? Yeah. I mean, we've been together since I was like 18. So it's not, yeah. that, not that hard. I feel like it'd be surprising if you hadn't had that. I feel like if you haven't, then there's probably like, you're not talking enough to your partner. Or not talking openly enough. Yeah. Because I feel like that is important. Like, I just, mean, I want to know. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's not like I want to know to judge you or it one way or the other. It's like, I just want to know about you. I mean, because yeah, stuff comes up. Exactly. You know, you or have to have that conversation. You run into one of your partner's exes at... <laughs> What was it? We, uh, it was in college it, at some like event we ran into his ex. Yeah. And she was working at it. And so like, had I not known about her, 
That would have been uncomfortable. Yeah, it's kind of like your resume. Like, hand it over. Let me read. <laughs> Let I me need see. to know what I'm getting into. Let me see that sex scene. I need to know what I'm co- I'm I'm committing to. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll get into some more background and research. And we're back. Okay. We were talking about the writer's strike. Mm -hmm. So this episode, James E. Riley, he was the the writer who wrote Joey's character out after he read Enzo Robert Digest. He read his own lines, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) He was a writer for Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, and Young and the Restless. I love this connection. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. And, you know, you would never know just like, oh, the back of the head of this writer like complaining about Joey. Yeah. It says he was the head writer in majority of days of our lives from 1992 to 2006. Wow. And then he died in 2008. Wow. That's crazy. Cardiac surgery complications. That's sad. That is really sad. 60 years old. Oh, poor guy, but he did a brilliant job. Yeah. All those shows are still going. Are they not? They definitely are. That's so wild to me to think like Mm -hmm. something just never ends. Yeah. I almost like, I think that's why like I can't watch it. Like I like to have an ending. Yeah. I want to know that people are happy. Yeah. You know, let's have some closure. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Enough is enough. Yes. Okay. So during Ross and Richard's argument, (laughs) when the girls come back after playing rock, paper, scissors for sex, um, they're arguing on who is right about deer hunter versus coming home. I are these movies? These are movies. Never heard of these. Never before. heard of them. I know the actors they're talking about. So basically, Richard is right. In I this. love that he's correct because Ross always has to be correct, and it's like no. Yeah, it makes it gives me a little bit of joy. Yeah. So basically, they're arguing about who's in what. So John Savage loses his legs, and in Deer in, Hunter, in Deer Hunter, and in Coming Home, John Voight is paralyzed. <laughs> Both of these movies sound terrible. I will not watch these. Oh my God. So Did you look at the deer hunter is Robert De Niro. Oh, it look, I am DB. It looks fucking creepy. I don't know. Seventies movies are hit or miss for me. Not, <laughs> not my era. Listen to some of these people. There's Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, Meryl Streep. That's funny because I get Christopher Walken and John Voight mixed up sometimes. Yeah. Cause I think that they look the same. But, but Christopher Walken is fucking hilarious. Oh, so funny. I actually was just watching Wedding Crashers today. And I was, oh, yeah, he's in that. I was laughing. Okay, question. Do you think Vince Vaughn is hot? I think he used to be. I totally think he was a cutie pie in... Um, holy crap. Uh, the movie with Will Ferrell where they're streaking... Old school. Old school. I think old school. I, I think Wedding Crashers, he's cute. But I think he crossed into like sort of used to be hot dad territory pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've he's always, it's not like he's like unattractive, but I've always just never been like obsessed with him. I like I know some women that are. Oh, really? Yeah, they think he's like the hottest guy. I'm like, oh, ew, no, I don't think so. I would not agree with that. No, but no, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the appeal. I, I think it's the wit, the quick yeah, wit. Yeah, that's true. He yeah. he does have a funny brain. But so does Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> so does Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds is beautiful. So it's a beautiful specimen. 
Have you been watching Welcome to Wrexham is back? Not yet. That's next on our list. We okay. are obsessed. I, and Paul is a huge Always Sunny fan. So Graham has been getting into it. And every time he put, I hate that show. You do? I hate that show. It's so bad. What? Always, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Always Sunny. I thought you were talking about Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, no, 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 no. No. It's I, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't hate it. Then again, but I am not the audience for this show. No, I always sunny. It's like, I will not, it, it is like, I have to be in a very, very specific mood to be okay. Watching always sunny. I will never choose to watch it. It gives me a lot of anxiety. It's kind of like, do you ever, did Paul ever make you watch trailer park boys? No, Ugh, that sounds terrible. Don't do it. No, it's terrible. He did make me watch South park. I couldn't South park. I think it's funny. Ugh. I like South park. I, it was just, I, too much all the time. I was over <laughs> it. But that's also a show that's never ending. Nope. Never love South Park. Never gonna end. Um, okay, so this episode got me thinking about sexual partners and you know, especially after just binging Downton Abbey and how like <laughs> how much of a big deal it was to have sex outside of marriage and something that was the nineteen twenties. Or even just kiss. Oh yeah, that was a big deal. Outside of marriage. So I did some digging on some stats, but I take this for what you will. Okay. They're not the numbers today. Then I did bring the numbers. So basically there's a lot of studies out there saying that millennials are, and millennials are between the age of 23 and 37 right now, right now, right now. So most people mid twenties are, are millennials and they're having the like least amount of sex and least amount of partners, like all the way back to numbers that you would have seen in the 1920s. Wait, let me make sure I have my head around this. Millennials today are having less sex mm-hmm. than people did the same age group in the 90s. Yes. Huh. Yeah. It's why. So, well, why is that? So my theory is and what I read in a couple of articles is that there's way more like access to like Tinder, like there there it's more like electronic. There's also oh, like a okay. lot more like porn out there like, and like that's yeah, you know, a lot easier to access now too. Less like one night standish things. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they're seeing like this big decline in partners and what they're so interesting what they're seeing is anybody born in the 60s and 70s so our boomers yeah are going to have the most amount of partners okay whereas like gen x kind of is this like based on a country like united states versus like uk these are u.s numbers okay Mm -hmm. okay yeah i did find some uk numbers and typically people in the u.s have more sex than people in the uk no way there are nuts in the uk I think that they're nuts, but it's, they're also very, like, if you watch Love Island, it's like a big deal to kiss somebody. And then once you're in like a relationship, I think then they go bananas, but it's, I think that it's a little bit more proper for most people. This, and this could not have any bearing. Could it be also that like millennial women are just working more and like, sometimes we're fucking tired and we don't have time for that. I, that was my other theory is that you've got a whole generation of women who are now either 
thinking about becoming a mom have become moms or something like that. And they're just like, you know what? I'm either going to put that off and focus on my career or I'm going to focus on my career. So therefore like sex is not a priority. Yeah. So that's, I thought about that too. So I think it is. And maybe like there's, I don't know about this, but maybe, maybe there's more empowerment of just like not feeling like you have to have sex Mm -hmm. to please a guy. Yep. I think so. I mean, I would love to think that that's part of it, but I know, right. There's like, these are all just like, I would love to think that that's part of it, but who knows? Right. So numbers wise, anybody born in the 199 or I guess what were they? They would have been born in the seventies, right? So typical for women born in the seventies is about six partners throughout their lifetime. But anyone born in the two thousands, it's less than one. What? I think this is also because no there's not enough data yet because the people in the 2000s are still in their 20s. I don't believe that. Yeah. Less than one? Mm-hmm. 0.76. 0.76? Mm-hmm. So either women are waiting. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. It, it really, I thought, oh man, this is going to be like blown out of the water. People are having so much yeah. more sex these days than they did in the 90s. No. Wow. Yep. One of the and artic- because we're so much more open about it too. You know what I mean? And maybe that's why is like, instead of feeling like you have to have sex to prove a point, you're having the conversation. Cause I do think that, you know, Gen X is raising their kids to be a lot more emotionally intelligent. And those Who's are Gen X the Gen- Gen- above us. Yes. They're, okay. they're the eighties. Okay. Ish. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, blowing my mind i was really shocked i thought i would walk in and be like oh yeah it's like twice as much i was gonna say something like 10 or 12 mm-hmm. but no huh how many how many how many do you think is too many like if you were dating somebody and they were like yeah well i've slept with 500 people i'd be like okay if you couldn't tell me their names that's yeah too when many. you get to the point when you forget their names that's where it's too many. That's where it's too many. There's not necessarily a number, but like, I mean. But what if you just don't know their name? <laughs> like it's a one night stand. Well, if you have a one night stand, like one, one night stand. Okay. You know, but if it's one night stand after one night stand after one night stand, I have the ick. Like you're a fuck boy. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's, a, there was somebody on Love Island that was, I was like gonna, that. I'm thinking about Love Island because they always do like, so-and-so slept with over a hundred women. And you're like, Jesus. There was, there was one on Australia, the last one where he had slept with like over 150 women. And I was like, That's he's 23. Man, you don't have any time to do anything else. Well, yeah. And that's, I'm like, is he just having sex every day with a new girl? Like, this is disgusting. Probably. Like that, that was gross to me. I was like. Yeah. So really it's, if you hit triple digits, that is huge turnoff. But then if you really can't remember their names, it's kind of, I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot of people when you break it down. That is a lot of people. I don't know. What's your, like, what would you say your threshold is? I like the whole, like when you can't name them. I think when you're getting into the like fifties, that's like, dude. Yeah. What you doing? Yeah. That's a good point. Ugh. I don't even want to think about it now. <laughs> I mean, gross. Yeah. So some interesting facts for sure. That still shocks me that 
millennial women, their number, like they just don't have sex versus the seventies. I I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I really do see the point of one of the articles. One of the articles is titled science alert. Millennials are hooking up less than every generation since the 1920s. (laughs) So that's funny. Kind of funny. Interesting. I I do see what they're saying about the ease and access of electronics and Tinder and stuff like that. And you would think that that would make it easier to have sex. But I do think that. Well, and also I think that like, and I think this might be more the case with Gen Z of just having the electronics and like the metaverse now is like, you don't have to leave your house and like it's it's different like i don't think they necessarily know as well how to like interact and be like they don't just meet people anymore on the street you know what i mean Mm-mm. no actually you know what i was watching the other day uh ready player one you ever watched oh that? yeah and i was thinking this is where we're going like we're gonna have this fuck like the metaverse man alternate universe i don't understand like fuck the metaverse it's so stupid why are people paying money in the metaverse like i judge you Mm-hmm. If you are quote unquote buying shoes or a house or whatever in the metaverse, I judge you and you need to reevaluate your priorities. Yeah. But I do fear that this is where we're going. You I know? refuse. I oh, I honestly not. don't. I honestly don't think I don't. It's, it's not catching on enough in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think they're trying to make fetch happen. Like I just don't see it. <laughs> Gretchen fetch is not going to happen. I just don't see it. Yeah. I would, I would hope not because I feel like, it really then starts to disintegrate reality. Yeah, I think that's what happens with like all these kids is they're just like fucking stuck on their iPads and phones Ugh. and shit. Terrible. I'm bad enough. So who gets your mug? Who is your best friend? Okay. So I went back and forth on this and I feel like I'm either between Monica or Richard. Because Richard is not afraid to say that that he loves her. Yeah. And when she says we're not having sex, he accepts it and makes a joke. I do love that. So I I, love that. I think I go with Richard. Yeah. I I went with Monica. Ah. But now I kind of want to change to Richard. (laughs) But but Monica's good too, because you can make the argument that she's supporting her friend. She sticks by it. And she's also not afraid to say like, hey, we're not doing it tonight kind of thing. And that's okay. Yeah. I I guess I I really liked how she handled the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought she was just really cute and sweet through the whole thing. So I'll stick with Monica. I do think honorable mention to Rachel because she is able to diffuse Ross, the worst boyfriend in the world. Oh, you mean on Honorable mention to Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Honorable mention. Did I say Monica? You said Richard. Whatever. <laughs> Honorable mention to Rachel. Yes. And Richard, for that matter. Yes. I think we all know who's taking our wind. Um. Surprisingly, I'm actually going to give it to Eddie. Oh, you're going to give it to Eddie? <laughs> He's crazy. This is unbelievable. I know. Don't you just want to give him your mug for that shit? He's hilarious. <laughs> I was very close. I was like, He's so, so funny. funny. He's so witty in this whole episode, but. We'll see. He's still in the next episode, so he's got a chance. The way that actor is able to flip. Oh, man. From like nutso to like happy-go-lucky is like hilarious. Brilliant. I picked Ross. Naturally. Just because it's so inf- it's so frustrating and infuriating to have yeah. a conversation with someone who's acting like that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but like I don't, I don't think that I would feel turned on when he's like, 
until now. And it's like, yeah, that's cute and sexy and everything. But you also were just acting like a toddler throwing a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that would Once be hard. again, Rachel has to play like the grown ass adult in the room. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yep. Um, what's your sandwich rating? I'm going to give this a four. You're going to give it a four. Mm-hmm. I gave it a four too, but I'm like, do I want to give it a five? Oh, I'm going to give it a four. And then when we do our re-ranks, this will be one to, this will be one to watch out for. Yeah. I really, really loved it. I thought it was so funny. I love this episode. I think it's just a solid, solid episode all around. There's really nothing I dislike. And it also produced one of my favorite bloopers of all time. Yeah. So I like it. So the next episode we have episode 19, the one where Eddie won't go. I love this one. Also a very good one. Tail end of season two coming in hot. Um, Okay. Well, that's it. Yay. Thank you for listening to the pivot podcast. You can rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to follow along on at Instagram on Instagram at the pivot pod. You can email us. Don't take my wind at gmail.com. If you're a psycho that would choose Tabasco over Cholula, let us know so that we can judge you. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's it. Okay. Bye. Bye.